You're listening to Level Up with Melissa Zalouf from Iron Source. Today on the show, we have um, Dan Greenberg, who's Chief Design Officer at Iron Source, um, soon to be Unity. Check back in soon. Um, and he is our very own expert on all things creative. Um, fun fact uh, Dan was actually the first, very first guest on the Level Up podcast about four years ago. No, more. Oh gosh, like six years ago, maybe. In any case, um, so I'm very excited to be chatting with you today about generative AI. The official title is AI and Creatives, what it means now and later to the far future. Um, so so no pressure. So um let's maybe let's maybe start with kind of the 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 one oh one or the, the four one one or the basic, right? Um what is going on with generative i i know from my my side of things um chat gpt keeps rearing its its head i'm not gonna say ugly head um how is generative ai working in the design and creative space today so i think uh very similar to what we're seeing in chat gpt and other other models there's few emerging uh and models which are looking really promising and i think creates a lot of excitement um like our industry, all of the industry, is the, the creative community in general. Um, when we look at um, image image generation, uh, we're talking mainly about uh, Midjourney and Dali uh, from OpenAI that got to a point where um, you can actually prompt it to do uh, to create a create an image, but the image itself is is so good and so just kind of hits the. Uh, and the right tone, and uh, and and I think it's great. That is what is now sparks the imagination of so many people. Either either if you're a creator or you're someone who works works with creators, which I think is also kind of two interesting uh, angles on, on looking at it. Um, and and in general, I think we're just we're just at the beginning. It's like every, every... is it like a gimmick now? Um, I wouldn't say it's a gimmick. I would say I would say it's it's a it's a it's kind of like a, a PLC of a new technology or a technology in its very early days. Um, I usually compare it like uh, you remember, like in the '90s or '80s, we had like the uh, I don't remember what to call it, like the the dot matrix printers. So the printers who would like be like the, the first printers out there. So they were like I, based. I was a babe in arms. Yeah, I don't remember. You were, you were too young. Yeah, too young, too young for that. Uh, we'll give you that. But the, 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 the like the, the first printers. You can actually create like a. It, it would spit out an image, right? Uh, it was just made out of dots, right? Okay. It was very basic and technology was kind of like crude, right? But you could see where it's going, right? You could see that at some point it's going to be like full color. It painted a picture, so to speak. Exactly. So, so, so like every technology on, on the first days, once it passes a point where like, ah, this could actually work. So in the beginning, it's kind of off. It's not hundred percent there, but you can see where it's going. I think that's, that's, that's where we are. So we know generative AI and image creation and text text creation, which already is even even more advanced, we know it's going to be uh, a very big part because we can see the technology is there. Just it's it, it's uh, it's going to evolve and just it's a matter of time from, from this point on. Um, so I think this is also why everybody's really excited. Uh, 
probably think about how how it uh, it will connect to our industry. Well, let's go back to what you talked about a second ago: creators and and people working with or working for creators. Yeah. Um. So, which group do you think is more excited and mm. or more threatened by yeah. technology? And so here, at least the, the way I see it, it's uh, it's 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 a bit obvious, but but uh, uh, people who who can't create an image and now have a tool that creates something which is amazing are super excited, right? Because it's uh, it's shows you that you can actually do stuff on your own, uh, which are which are amazing and. Uh, this is one side, and the actual practitioners or the actual creators who are who are, who are either in like the image making or the text making, other channels, are more threatened, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but also there, it kind of it's kind of threatened. But uh, the one there are there are some who are actually getting excited about that because you can also see the potential of how this becomes a tool for you, not something that replaces you. Um, so. Early adopters, uh, maybe like me, are jumping on 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 these tools and these technologies as a creator, and like, wow, how can I use it? How can I use it? Um, the more uh, late adopters would say, oh, okay, it's never gonna work. Never, it's it's never it's never gonna replace a human being. But well, you and I actually talked about this last time around. Yeah. Um, where I think that the what was it that I was talking about with ChatGPT, right? Where there was an article in the Atlantic about how the the bulk of kids in sort of like literacy classes today are dealing with like how do I do punctuation and grammar and how do I build a sentence and there's like ten percent who are doing how do I build a coherent argument or how do I structure a long form and you and I had a debate about where does like generative AI fit in that flow. Um, because the the claim of the journalists at the time was, in theory, this just means everyone can just graduate to doing the really sophisticated work. Right. And the debate that you and I had was, um, can you do, are you able to edit a sentence or a paragraph of text in a sophisticated way if you haven't done the work of understanding how to put words together in just one sentence, right? Can AI, can you do, can the human provide value in an AI ecosystem if they haven't down the work of learning. Yeah. Do you want to give the perspective that you shared then on how that would apply in the creative space? Yeah. So I think maybe uh, just for also the um, who's listening to this, I think we should talk in the context of like creative for user acquisition, right? Mm-hmm. And creative for app marketing today. Um, so, so first of all, I, I I do agree with the notion that uh, if you want to create something which is truly unique. Or or special or create something that uh, that uh, that is uh, is new in this world. You have to be person who actually understands how things work, right? Um, and I think uh, that's and again in, in that use case, then generative AI will always be a tool and not replace not make it do something. But like, but tying it. To 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 use acquisition, I think there are, there are a few places where um, where AI will generative AI will change uh, some things. First of all, um, one of the most biggest impacts that it could have is on the the, the speed, right, or generating stuff. So 
Uh, sometimes uh, you, you're looking more for quantity or time to market versus quality, right? Um, especially in our world, if it's a performance-based uh, marketing. Well, so what is quality? It's performance. In this, in this world, right? So in our world, performance and, and, and we knew it from the, like, we know it from the past, right? It doesn't have to be the most polished creative or like the best, uh, best worded the bat or whatever, right? It just needs to. And it will, it might work, right? So, so having, having a, having a, a computer generated, uh, creative. It's going to be by definition faster, right? It's going to be always produced faster. And then, um, I, I think that will unlock an interesting use case, right? Where you can actually have, a, a, a machine that spits out more and more creatives. Um, and this is one second, second use case, or like I think what it kind of unlocks is that creative. And that's the interesting thing about creative in general. It's, it's like a black box. So an image or a video is, uh, everything around that in, in our world could be measured. So how many clicks, how many views, how many engagements, how many installs, all of that can be tracked, but what is the creative itself? What is the experience is something that it couldn't be quantified or measured because, um, just the way it is a 30 second video. But also you're, you're looking to be to quantify an emotional human response. Exactly. So it's in both ways. It's like, what am I encoding into the creative? What experience I'm creating uh, that generates a response? Uh, like, for example, if it's a video, which is, um, let's say it's a, it's a gameplay and uh, this gameplay is like, uh, I don't know, uh, it's a World War II uh, scenario and I'm into World War II games or like the era or whatever, right? It might trigger an emotion for me to go and say, oh, wow, I want to try this game. But our, like our systems and our platforms don't know what is there. They just don't know that this creative that was shown worked, right? So unlocking that kind of works for both ways. First of all, for understanding what, what is that creative, which is, by the way, is work that has been done in, in the past few years that a lot of companies have tried to kind of decode the create the creative by tagging it by, by understanding what is that creative um and by the way i didn't i don't think it created some sort of like big transformation transformation now now because of generative ai it kind of goes back to like saying ah if i know uh what makes a good creative or what what are the components of a creative that works well for that specific app i can actually yeah i can feed it into to and generate that, by the way, in theory, it will create like an amazing loop that goes from decoding and then creating more creatives and then understanding what's working, going back again, there it's, a, it's, it, it, it is transformational once you understand what is that video, right? What is it made of, uh, which again, again, without, uh, losing my, my train here, uh, too much, it's, it, it also could become, uh, it's also based, uh, it's also a question like, will it ever get to a point where you can actually hundred percent decode that? Because, uh, it's such a mix of, you know, of multiple things which are happening at once. Although in theory, all of those things could be broken down by an AI. Yes. So I think categorize and regenerate. And that's, I think also is very exciting, right? To get to that point, because right now that part of, of like creating that, uh, especially in 
like taking all of those ingredients and and turning them into a video and that's that's something which is very very still human made mm -hmm. right the understanding part the understanding but also generating mm -hmm. actually right. actually creating right um but, but i think generative ai could get there let's say you're like a early adopting yeah ua yeah. ua manager or like you know creative production team member yeah how would you go, should you go about using generative yeah. AI today in app marketing? Yeah. Um, so, so again, there's multiple views there, here or opinions. I would say my opinion. <laughs> I think uh, as someone which will also, by the way, like coming from 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 the the creation side and understanding like that, and the like the the inner workings of it, I think I think today uh, generative AI, the current models, and by the way, this could change by by the time that this podcast is out, but let's say let's say it's on. Get it out faster. Yes, it's a race. Yes, um, I, I think uh, the main question that you need to take into consideration is um, which ad format is 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 ripe to is, yeah is ready for that because uh, right now Chat GPT can write an amazing paragraph um, and the and the Me Journey or Dali can create a beautiful still image but most of user acquisition is still videos and interactive so it doesn't really apply um and also even within an image or let's say let's take like the best like the nearest use case that we have today which is icons but apple right um it's still not production ready like it's not it's not there in terms of like it's 90% accurate. Like we had this uh, cool uh, experiment that we did on like creating like uh, app icons for their games. Um, and we prompted the the uh, Dali with uh, the best tags or like the best um, um, gaming themes, right? That that, that uh, will work. Um, and it was like a, the brief, it was a, a, a couple running away from zombies in a car, right? So, into, I know, I know, I just worked out. No, I know the story, but I've just worked out what the problem was. But you finish and then I'll, okay. the problem in the breeze. Maybe, yes. Um, so the, so the, then uh, what, it, what it generated was a very, very compelling image. Looked really well, like the composition was great and, and, uh, and it was a, a, a scared couple uh, in a car. But when you look at the details, then both of them were standing within the car. So they were running from zombies yeah. in a run in the car. Right? Yes. So uh, the model didn't really understand like how to interpret that correctly and create this image. By the way, it might work, but when you publish that as your an app icon, it depends if you're, uh, if you're, yeah, if it's, if it's a bigger brand or like it's a bigger game, you probably won't be comfortable of doing that. Uh, if you're a smaller game and you don't really care and care on a performance, you might do that, but still it's kind of, so the fact that it's like 90% accurate, 85% accurate is very different from 100% accurate. Right? That, that jump from 90% to 100 or for even 95 to 100 is very, very big. And it will take time to close that gap. And I think the opportunity here, by the way, and there's a lot of startups who are doing that, is, um, is to actually create models which are trained specifically for that mission. Right? So, so this brings me to a, another question. Do you think that, um, and it sounds like yes, 
in order to leverage generative AI, in our case, it would be for user acquisition for for apps or games, right? But it could be whatever it is. Do, do we need to have sort of like another layer of technology providers that take this technology and make it work for specific use cases? Yeah. Meaning it is not for, in theory, right, the user acquisition team to start using mid-journey. Yeah. It's for a company to come take the technology of mid-journey of generative AI and now sort of like tailor make it yeah for uh, yeah i think uh, i i think that uh again right now what we're seeing is like a uh, a general uh demonstration of an amazing technology which isn't really specialized or, or like fitted into a specific use case um and once that will be done correctly i think it will be then it will it become very interesting and and very uh, practical and start being part of our day to day, um, which again, it's not that far. If if we're already seeing like the the promise, again, it might be very hard to jump that like last mile uh, and close the gap to make it really uh, functional. But but I think I think the where it will become interesting is is when uh, it will be applied to specific use cases. Again, if I want to create uh, a model that can generate amazing app icons. It, if that is the most important thing for me, right, to to optimize, I think it's we're not yeah, it, right. it's not far off, right? But that's still that's a small still image, mm -hmm. right? How do you translate to video? Again, there are a lot of projects around that. There's a lot of companies who are trying to crack that. I'm sure it's going to happen. Still not there. The jump from an image to a video is exponential mm -hmm. in complexity, right? Um, interactive is another like uh, complex, by the way, but. The good thing about interactive, though, that it is more like a code based could be, it, yeah, it lends itself into into generating like multiple variations. Uh, so, yeah. So I think again, I think it's it, it's super exciting, and we're like in the early days, uh, and the companies that will kind of figure out how to uh, create like specific use cases. It could be either like a company that does it for all, or it could be just like. Each each company to, to itself, uh, because there's there's also a notion that most of these models are going to be commoditized uh, over time. Uh, then um, yeah, let's um, so let's say this utopia arrives right, and there are a bunch of different companies that have perfected the sort of application of generative AI for user acquisition. Yeah. Uh, in our case, right, that's our utopia. So I can retire. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, no, because you're still going to need to to go and sort of take make make the the generated image or video whatever it is better um but really up was oh okay so let's say that utopia arrives what hurdles because you, you talked about one of the key benefits being scale and i think a corollary of that is speed right to be able to just do a lot test a lot of and here i'm getting getting for my question test a lot of different uh creatives to see which one works and yet one of the in one of the the talks that you've given you've talked about creative testing being one of the biggest sort of like challenges and obstacles uh in the space today yeah what first of all double click on that a little bit yeah. second of all what other hurdles do you see like let's say generative ai really does take off within ua what other hurdles unrelated to image making right do you see as holding back adoption or ubiquity yeah so I think I think uh, again looking at generative AI in our space, uh, user acquisition, app marketing, then 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 um, it can uh, it it uh, 
came to our world uh, the wrong the, in the wrong time, right? <laughs> so um, the there's like opposite motions right now, mm -hmm. and everything around privacy and everything around how the ecosystem is actually kind of starting to blur its signals in a way, which hopefully might improve also. But right now, it, the direction is actually more like blurred environment. Then uh, versus the the like the explosion of new tools, and 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 companies who are investing in, in creating creatives, um, uh, that creates a challenge where we're already seeing right now is that we're actually if you create like the most amazing auto generated uh, creatives like no production needed. Uh, there, it's going to be very hard to test because there's just just babies. Yeah, there's no there's no uh, no capacity to to do that, uh, and uh, and that if it was like uh, in in a different time or if, if that thing is it was going to be uh, rebased again and creative will get like this uh, be easier to to test. Um, then then it then it will make sense. But right now. Uh, it's actually going the other way around. So uh, that that's a very big question. Can um, creatives, not entirely related to generative AI, but can creatives, creative data, data about creatives, function as a proxy for lost signals from a blurred environment? Yeah. Again, I think I think uh, the the opportunity around understanding what a creative is made of, like what are it, what is the end of that experience instead of having this like black box is if done right, will provide more signals and will be valuable. Uh, but I I don't think we're we're there yet. Right. I think by the way, I think also like the uh, every every big advertising platform is gonna probably invest in that and, and making that happen. Like I think also and the, the big like Google and Facebook, I think, are, are already invested in that. They like image search, for example, is based on like understanding what is within the image, and I think has a lot of applications also in the advertising space uh, or their advertising business. Uh, but Google, yeah, and Google. <laughs> but there's some hurdles beyond beyond like uh, beyond like testing. Um, I think I think again that and. Um, it's mainly it's mainly gonna be focused around like when video is gonna be generated, fully generated. Then how do you create like this good? Um, how does it work with your specific game and your game assets? Is question because it's very different from like maybe we can dive into that. So so one of the things which are really important is is how do I take my own game art or app uh, marketing materials and turn them into auto-generated uh, creative. How do I seed my own characters, IP, my own IP? Yes. Because again, you can remember right now, these models are generating amazing generic images. And that's actually the, the strength. It, mm -hmm. it creates something which is out of, out of thin air, right? Based on, by the way, training, but still uh, generic. Um, I think that if we're looking at it from a production standpoint or like the actual use case, it'd be like, how do I take, how do I train the models to use my own characters? Again, 
a lot of progress has also been uh, was made around that. I think it's something which is uh, it's not that a, a big leap, right? Um, but I think that's another like immediate, like near future problem that needs to be solved or something oh, like that yeah, before before it becomes really adopted. And the last thing would be can can we get to a point where uh, a model creates something that is really convincing, uh, triggers, you know, my intent, my interest, picks my understanding beside being, by the way, bizarre mm-hmm. or just, you know, oh. off, which is a great tactic mm-hmm. and been done. And again, that icon of two people running away from the zombie while standing in a car might work because it's off, mm-hmm. right? Um, but but we need uh, we need more than that. We need to we need uh, a model that can actually create a video that generates emotional response, right? A bit. By the way, just uh, as a as a, as a side note, I think the we talked about it also last time. The unrecorded podcast is that it's the best title for a podcast I ever. Yes, the unrecorded. So um, I I I think what when you look at What's happening right now with generative AI is this explosion of like interest and and AI or like and or like models and like computer and like machine learning is all around us already. Most of the products is used, right? And it just when it when it creates like this another jump, then everybody's excited, but we forget about all of the charts around us, all of the tools that we're using all the time, right? Uh, so this is also why you shouldn't be scared because like we're already living in that area every time we're like adding another another part and then we we as creators or as people we elevate to the next level right but we hope to elevate yeah hopefully we won't we won't hit the ceiling mm-hmm. but um it's just when you said that it reminded me that for example we all of us probably you use uh, google photos yeah yeah yes yes no no i do i mean as a viewer actually Okay, great. So once in a while, you probably get this very cool video of your kid, yeah. right? Right, through the years. Yes, which is super emotional, yeah. right? You see it, you cry a little bit, right? And it's, it triggers a response. An emotional response. Yeah, but you know why? Yeah. Because they're using our IP. Yes, but I think there is, they're doing another another thing. They're doing a lot of small, clever stuff that you don't notice. For example, it's like choosing the photos that only have smiles in them and choosing photos that are... Um, might have, and also like you know, creating a small fade between them and choosing the and the right music and and what we're seeing essentially is a video that auto generated by AI that triggers an emotional response in in the use case of making sure that you continue to use Google Photos and talk or your photos there so they can train their own models, right? In order to dominate the world, but you can see. Like that, we are already living in an area where products around us use machine learning to generate emotional response, to generate content out of existing content or other content, uh, and and and. But it's this is like it's it, I am I don't feel comfortable saying it's easy because it's not easy, right? It's it's an, it's an it's an amazing piece of technology that works behind the scenes to create that, but we don't notice it because it became so ubiquitous. Uh, ubiquitous. Ubiquitous, right? So, um, but so I think, so I think, uh, the, the distance from taking your own game IP, all of your videos, all of your characters and generating uh, a video that 
create something which is uh, triggers an emotional response that fed with the right signals that this is also works generate insoles and or great like uh, uh, payers and, and and players down the line is not that far away right but it, there's still some still some mileage yeah that needs to be done right. yeah do you think we're going to end up in a place where everyone will have each sort of game or app business will have their own um not walled garden right but their own sort of creative environment which is ai driven but where they're inputting just their meaning if the, the use case will be much less um what's the word generic images right yeah. it's going to be i'm x game company i have this technology which creates me kind of like a white label environment where i input all of my proprietary content and it spits out endless variations based just on my my asset sounds like a cool startup right. yeah Go, go for it. Go build it. If I know a lot of companies who are doing, who are building that, I think it will be a place that uh, there's going to be. Maybe it's not feeding the mass. It's actually kind of like Change. the yes, it's yes. the it's the it's the the machine learning versus the image back, if you will. Yes. Like it's not new images. It's taking what I already have and just like supercharging kind of like creative options. Yeah. And we run into the problem of testing them. Yeah. Again, that's the. I think. I think this is probably where, where we're getting. The, the The question would be again, um, uh, when it's going to be like, in, like production ready and like mm -hmm. in that level that you can actually go and publish and have it online. Uh, see that towards close the loop. Like there's, there's all an auto question around that. By the way, we did we did skip one of the one of the immediate use cases that we have, uh, which is uh, ideation. Right, so using using machine learning for just generating new new ideas, just yeah, just feeding it with like uh, I don't know if my game is is uh, based in. Uh, let's go back to the world well, truth, yeah, and feed it into feed it into uh, machine learning, and like uh, have an idea, and then just like uh, put it into put it into the the models and see how it's it's out. It's a great way to start a new creative, right? This already is today very applicable. Um, Sometimes as a creator, you just need to have like someone Stop. spark, yeah, to that gives you the next idea that will bring you to the next idea. That's a very like uh, already common use case. Um, and then in another one, which we we actually we actually used it uh, uh, one of our one of our campaigns. Um, we we had an idea that we want to create uh, our platform. It's like supercharging you and you become like superhuman. That was the that was the creative idea. Not super uh, not super intelligent, but but works, right? Okay. Um, so um, when we when we uh, wanted to create like the the banners and the, the images for for that marketing campaign, uh, we we took uh, Mid Journey and we inputted Superhuman something something, um, and then it created a really really good looking, really well rendered uh, image of. Uh, Woman, which is yeah, which is woman, which is half robot, half man. No uh, so woman. Woman, right? Yeah, sorry. Uh, that's gonna be interesting. Should we have a cut? And uh, and uh, we took that into 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 Illustrator and turned it into a banner. And just generating that image uh, in Photoshop or whatever would have taken like a few hours, uh, and it took two minutes. Uh, so 
we could easily finish that and go to the next idea, right? Again, for a still image-based marketing asset, it was great, right? And use it right now. I can use it right now. I also know that nobody else has this image. Presumably, I don't know if they if they if they, if they share it behind the scenes, but like, um, um, so that's a very like immediate, actually, real use case. Which feels more marketing relevant than UA specifically? Yes, yes. And so again, I think I think if if we step out of the game or app resource acquisition uh, ecosystem, I think that uh, if you go to like classic display advertising, it's actually much more applicable today uh and uh, yeah hopefully hopefully it will get also to our ecosystem as soon as possible any other as a last question predictions for 2023 creative predictions watch i sprung that on you yeah well um i think um uh, i think there's there's a there's like two interesting uh trends or that we're seeing right now first of all is like the um the short form uh, video which has kind of been really pushed because of uh, TikTok, which like, created this like new type of, of content and then followed by by, by Instagram and, and YouTube. Um, I think it really influenced the um, our ecosystem and like the fact that we now have this uh, medium that requires really even even faster engagement, even faster reaction than than what we're used to in like in in-game uh, advertising. Uh, just because the user can have like 200 milliseconds before they move to the next this content, um, and I think we're seeing that that it kind of influences the the way we do videos. It it includes also like you know suddenly audio is back. Suddenly you need to have real people. Suddenly you need to be you have to you have to be funny. Could have been just like doesn't have to be funny, but suddenly you have to really shine in the type of content that you're creating. Um, and I think it's it's there. Um, and I think the second one is also kind of referring to what they talked about, like the the, the blurred single uh, signals environment. Is that you can see that more and more uh, uh, games and apps were succeeding and kind of going for like a broader uh, targeting or like broader audience set by creating creatives that appeal to like more people instead of really trying to be like hyper targeted with like specific messaging messaging and audiences. And I think that is also going to probably uh, continue this year. Yeah, so I think these are like kind of the main probably two themes that we're, I'm seeing right now. Plus generative AI. And generative AI, <laughs> which again, we don't see it in the wild yet. I think it's nice. a promise. Well, Dan, thank you very much. Thank you. I hope it's recorded. <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, and thank you everyone else for listening as always.